Hello and welcome to our Wild Hearts with me, Lucy Slater. Join me week by week as we explore the transformative power of daily spiritual practice and mental well-being. Together we'll uncover the practical benefits and potential of different practices, empowering us to embark on a more vibrant, fulfilling and meaningful life. Welcome to our Wild Hearts, let's dive in and discover our true selves. Hello friends and welcome to this, which is episode 6 of the podcast. Well, gosh, it's been such a break between my last interview and us coming back together again now. And there's so many reasons for that. But I mean, the most boring one is around the technology. I think it's been a really common theme throughout this whole podcast series that technology has kind of been the bane of my life. And I actually think, you know, it's been the opportunity for the greatest amount of learning for me and for really choosing to keep showing up even when I know things aren't as good as I would like. Have you ever heard the expression, um, perfection is the enemy of done? And I just think this is such a, it's, it's such a thorn in our side. It's such a thorn in my side about, you know, everything has to be right and everything has to be perfect before it can be said that it's finished. Like I can remember being a really, really young kid in primary school um, and I'd done some work and it was in pencil and I can't remember, I don't know, I was answering a question in a workbook and I'd got it wrong so I'd rubbed it out and my mum kind of obviously clocked what I was doing and I hadn't rubbed it out particularly well. I was like, you know, I'd half-assed it, half-rubbed it out. And um, I can so remember clearly her saying, if you're going to do, like, quite, like, quite crossly, like, if you're going to do anything, Lucy, do it properly or don't do it at all. Which now, I mean, the rules that we create for living, a lot of those are founded in our early childhood and our experiences and the things that we perceive as children or what we understand as children. So, how I understood that interaction and what may have actually been going on on that day could have been totally different. But in that moment, I took this kind of rule for living of like, and I still, you know, so often I hear that voice in my head, like, if you're going to do anything, do it properly or don't do it at all. Um, And then what happens is that becomes kind of, it's like an excuse not to do something or it's, or it's a reason not to do something. Because, you know, if you're not going to do it properly, then people will notice kind of that's what I took away from it and this idea that things have to be right well if you're going to be <laughs> if you're going to be launching a podcast or creating a business or doing trainings or running circles <laughs> then all of those things you're going to have to make some mistakes and you know this applies to so many things in life like whether you know having kids my goodness there's no rule book with having children and babies you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's some of the challenge that we have is around this idea of I have to get everything right. And then what happens if I don't? And now, I mean, not all of us have had the same experience of of a parent saying, you know, if you're going to do something properly, you know, do it properly or don't do it at all. But I feel like for so many of us in our formative years, there will have been a moment where we kind of received this message of, getting something absolutely right is really important 
and really striving, you know, to do your best, you know, doing your best, which like is such a beautiful sentiment, isn't it? You know, just do your best. And I say that to to my girls all the time. That's all we can ever ask. Like everybody is just trying their best. But at some point, trying your best turned into being perfect. And that blocks us in so many ways. And it and it, you know, that whole sense of not being good enough comes from well, it's not good enough, so I'm not good enough and I'll never be good enough. And those people over there seem to be doing so much better than me. And we all sort of start casting around and looking and finding because the part of our brain that looks for evidence, we're always finding reasons why what we're doing isn't good enough. And that's because we hold these stories. Um, These stories are what create the shortcuts in our brain. Like we're getting so much information all the time that our brain needs shortcuts. And those shortcuts are what help us kind of determine how we're living our life. It's exactly the same as when you think about driving a car. If you've ever learned to drive a car or you drive a car now, or even, I don't know, cooking your favourite meal in the kitchen, you know, like I'm sure a chef, it would be really hard for them to break down every single step it goes into preparing their favourite meal in the same way. It would be quite hard for me to talk you through all of the individual steps to driving my car because I've created these shortcuts. Um, and those shortcuts help us kind of process information and that they, they can be super helpful. But Some of those shortcuts and around the stories that we've created for ourselves, whether it's stories around money or love or business or launching a podcast, you know, those stories can limit us. And that's where, you know, for me, when I've done some, you know, beautiful guided meditations and done higher self-work or connected with nature or connected with plants, when I have those conversations, those stories get clearer And the stories that I need to work on to challenge and to release kind of come to the fore. And then you can start asking yourself, how is this really helping me? How is feeling this way or thinking these thoughts? How is that helping me live a life that feels really groovy and feels really beautiful and aligned and offering opportunities? And if we're really caught up in this idea of perfection and getting it right and having fear of being seen to be making mistakes, then that's going to limit us and we're going to we're going to stop expanding. Like one of my favorite analogies is when we talk about an elastic band. And, you know, that elastic band, the inside space of that elastic band is your comfort zone. And as long as you stay inside that comfort zone, it's quite a small space. But every time you stretch that band to grow that space that you're existing in, you're pushing out that band to give yourself more capacity to do groovy things, to have fun and create and all of or, or go for the job or have the family, whatever it might be. Like you need that space in your comfort zone to do that. But you've got to stretch. You've got to push that band. And it's in that stretch, that's where our subconscious mind goes, whoa, this feels really unsafe. Because in order for us to do things differently, we have to think differently and behave differently. 
you know, if you change nothing, then nothing changes. Have you heard that before? And it's exactly the same principle. If you're living your best life and you're you're just smashing it out of the park, then you're cool. But if there, if you feel like there's more that I want, there's more that I want to create, or I have this dream of this thing that I want to do, I just like this just feels so meant for me. You're gonna have to push that elastic band. And that's where it kind of comes into, okay, so what stories am I holding on to that is preventing me from feeling safe enough to step into the unknown? Because the only way that you get confidence is by doing things that you're not confident in. Like the only way that you're going to get experience is by allowing yourself to be unexperienced. And it's exactly, you know, this podcast is exactly the same. Like I need to record so many distinctly average podcast episodes I need to figure out the technology I need to figure out how to interview someone how to ask the right questions to figure out the best questions to ask to figure out how to record an intro how to record an outro how to ask people for reviews like all of that is a brand new learning and if I stay with the whole it doesn't feel safe so I need to get this perfect before I can do it. I'm never going to do it. It's that that can stop us in so many ways from having a go at stuff. You know, that voice in our head that's like, well, if you're not going to be really good at this, is it really worth doing? Absolutely, because we are meant for so much more. Those rules that we've created that our subconscious mind wants us to follow, like the, the job of the subconscious mind, amongst others, is to keep us safe. And anything that's new doesn't feel safe. So it says, I don't know. Um, And as soon as you start pushing on that elastic band, as soon as you start challenging some of those storylines, your subconscious mind is not going to like that. But that's because you're teaching it something new. But if you just give up because it feels really uncomfortable you're going to stay uncomfortable because now you know there's something you want, but now you're beating yourself up because you're not brave enough to go for it. When we go through the fear, have you, another great expression, I should write a book of cliches, but feel the fear and do it anyway, because the only way through the fear is through the fear. It's only through doing the thing and having a willingness to make some mistakes on the way. And as society, we're so rubbish at encouraging each other to make mistakes, you know, to praise each other on on the journey of trying things and then not working out and saying, do you know what? That didn't work out. That doesn't make it a failure. That didn't work out. That means it's an opportunity for me to learn something. Isn't that a great thing? I've launched several different trainings now. I've done different programs. I've been running circles for quite a few few months now, but each one of those things go wrong or things don't quite work out. And if I wasn't willing to just kind of dive in and give it a go, I'd never be doing it. So for example, this week, we're going to be doing the circle in my home. It's the first time we've run it in our home. I normally rent this beautiful um, village hall that we have But the last kind of the last couple of circles I did, I had a whole bunch of people confirm they were going to come. And then on the day, not very many people turned out. 
So after I've paid for a babysitter and after I've rented the hall, it's like it's ended up costing me money. And for something that's supposed to just be like a beautiful, lovely thing to do, um, as much as I love doing it, I can't afford it to, to be losing money each time. So this time I've said, well, I'll run it at home so we can be cosy and have the fire on and I can do cacao. I don't need to pay for a babysitter. I don't need to pay for the hall. And suddenly I now have far too many people to fit into my home. So I was sat here before I started recording this thinking, oh, yikes, like, where's everyone going to sit? Um, and then I kind of just played a bit of a game with myself. Like, first of all, I caught myself out living from my fear. Like, oh, gosh, was this a bad idea? What should I do? Should I go back to the hall? But I've already told everyone to come here. And then you start noticing, right, that monologue that's playing out. That is not my higher self speaking to me that's not my intuition saying hey Lucy this is cool you've got this that is my ego going oh oh my god this is a bad idea this is a bad idea you shouldn't do this cancel cancel because it recognizes my ego recognizes that this is something that might not go to plan And that that feels really unsafe because there's a rule in my subconscious mind that's like, if you're going to do it properly, like if you're going to do it, do it properly or don't do it at all. And so my ego, which is kind of like the little, you know, you have on your shoulders, you have the devil on one side and you have the angel on the other. You have like your angel is your higher self, which if you tune into your higher self, they have loads of groovy stuff to say. Quite often we don't give ourselves the time to listen to our higher self. And then on the other side is your ego, which is that constant chatter in your mind. And your ego just loves to focus on all the things that could go wrong. So my ego was like, oh, this is a really bad idea. And they're going to come in and they're not going to enjoy it. And you're going to be a failure. And then I was like, And what's the worst that could happen, Lucy? And I thought, well, what energy am I going into hosting this circle with? Like, what energy am I? Desperation, like a desperate energy for the people that are coming into my home to enjoy it so much that they come again, because because what? And then this is where you start challenging yourself and kind of calling out the thinking. Okay, so where is that? fear of lack coming from that it feels really important to me that these people come in and that they they have a good time but if they come in and the space isn't right and they don't enjoy it what does that mean about me and what is the inference towards me of them not having a good time and then that goes into one of my other favorite limiting beliefs which is like around being a people pleaser like it's really important to me that people like me. It's really important to me that, you know, that I appear to be somebody that people want to be friends with. I appear to be somebody who is a good person. And when I put myself in a situation where it's not possible for me to please all the people, that can feel really unsafe. But what a fun place to live from, to just be like, what does it matter if all these people like me or not. Years ago, I was listening to a podcast um, by one of my favourite podcasters, Yoga Girl, uh, a girl called Rachel Brayton. And she was talking about how a friend had said to her, you could be the juiciest peach 
in the tray. You could be the most juicy, gorgeous looking peach in the tray, but some people just don't like peaches. And if you spend your whole life trying to make everybody like peaches, what a waste of time. And that's kind of always my go-to story when I'm when I'm realising that I'm catching myself out with this idea of it's really important to me that people like me. And then why is that so important that people like me? Like, what is the worst that can happen if people don't like you? Like, there's always, why is the liking you of importance? And the other kind of vein to this thinking as well is, When we stop living life from a place of fear, when we stop living life from a place of lack and desperate energy, like, oh, I need these people to have a really good time and I need them to come back next month. That feels really important and I need them all to like me. So I'm going to do things that I think that they will like. I'm going to do things that I think that they will want as opposed to what feels really good for me. What feels really aligned with me and the energy that I'm going to put into this coming from a place of grounded safety? Like, how am I going to be able to channel and connect with spirit, source, God, whatever you want to call it? How am I going to do that in circle if I'm just worried about keeping everybody else happy? And I can't. And those people are coming into my home and coming into circle because they want the experience to be held and to hold space for each other. And if I'm sitting there bringing in an energy of, oh, is everyone okay? I really hope they're happy. And it's really important they have a good time. It's really important that they feel comfortable. I'm not going to be bringing my best self to that circle. I'm not going to be bringing my authentic self to that situation. And in the same vein, I'm not going to invite them to be authentic if I'm not being authentic. And frankly, I'm so done at this point with not being authentic. And it's like once those scales fall from your eyes and once you kind of realise what is or isn't authentic and when you're showing up for yourself in a way that's authentic and when you're not, it's like you just don't, you can't go back from that. And that's where I've kind of got to. So I'm kind of living in this paradigm of sometimes I'm <laughs> sometimes I'm being driven by my ego and these rules that are around being liked and making the right decisions. And also it's my human design. Like it's literally um, I have a 5-1 um, type, which it talks about how I was reading up about this at the weekend and it was saying how you're like a chameleon. And you will, with the people that you're around, you will kind of tune into what they want to hear, what they want to do, and you will behave in a way that's acceptable to that group. But what happens is all the different groups that you're in, you kind of become a different version of you to the point where you don't really know what you is. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. Like, I can totally see that for myself. And... I think the only way to really peel that back is by to get more in touch and connect more deeply with intuition, with higher self, to really ask those difficult questions of like, what am I really here for? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, how should I be showing up for myself? 
is the way that I've kind of designed my life right now for my highest best good and if it's not then what do I need to be changing and then this is where we have our full circle moment right because when you start identifying those things that you need to change to be living your most authentic life it's gonna feel really unsafe and your ego is gonna be going oh no 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 don't do this don't do this Because your subconscious mind is going to be going, yikes, this is new, this is not cool, put the brakes on. But this is the thing, if we don't get inside that elastic band and push it out and stretch it and grow it, we're not going to be living our most authentic, fabulous, groovy, exciting life. We're not going to be making those connections with the people that really light us up. We're not going to be doing the work that feels really important. We're not going to be having those conversations that are really interesting and feel really connected. And we've got to go through that discomfort, that continual discomfort to keep growing and pushing. And whether that is launching a podcast with some really awful audio, but some wonderful guests. My guests have been absolutely amazing over the last five episodes. I'm so grateful to them. Um, Or hosting these women that are going to come in here on Wednesday and probably going to be sitting on each other's laps because I've gone from having (laughs) not enough people in our village hall to now like way too many people (laughs) to fit in my living room. But I was like, I'm going to trust. I'm just going to trust. I'm not, I refuse to give my power to worrying about this. There is only now, and right now there are no problems. And I'm going to trust that on Wednesday night, this is going to resolve itself. And if I bring that energy into the room, and even if people are sat on each other's laps, like as long as I bring in that energy of peace and calm, and this is exactly as it should be, and everybody's here as they should be, If one or two of those people don't come back again (laughs) because they didn't want to be sat on by a stranger, that's fine, right? That's fine. And I'll figure it out. We'll all figure it out. So uh, anyway, thank you for listening and and helping me coach myself through (laughs) my concerns around Wednesday and whether people are going to be able to fit. Like I already, I just know, like at the minute we've got 15 people coming on the day, I'll probably end up with seven or eight and it'll be, it will just be so perfect. So yes, stretch the elastic band, do the things that feel hard. Notice when you're stopping yourself from expanding. Notice when you're holding yourself back. Notice when you're tripping yourself up because you've told yourself if it's not perfect, it's not worth doing go and make the mistakes, like show those people around you. Let's start a movement of like half arsing it is just smashing it out of the park. Like, and half arsing it doesn't mean not giving it your full, right? Half arsing it means just giving it your best shot and having a go and seeing what happens and being playful and being joyful and being like high vibrational around trying these new things and seeing what happens it was so lovely um, for you to join me again today so thank you so much for being part of this messy journey 
where we're just exploring and having fun and seeing what happens. And I cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Sending you so much love from my wild heart to yours. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Our Wild Hearts. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And don't forget to leave a review and share your thoughts. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more hearts on this wild adventure together. Until next time, keep nurturing your wild heart and embracing the magic within you. From my wild heart to yours, with so much love, this is Lucy. Goodbye.